Hey y'all, what is going on? What is going on? It's your girl, Melba Pearson, Melba for Miami, Melba for Justice, also known as the resident legal diva. And you know what time it is. It is time for another Mondays with Melba. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Hope all is well. I hope some of y'all voted this weekend. This past weekend was souls to the polls. Um, there was because of the changes in the election law in Florida, so also the polls was a little different this year. It kind of spread out more over two weekends as opposed to like one big Sunday. But regardless, I hope folks took advantage of the last weekend of early voting in Florida. So this week's episode is all about elections. Today is Monday, November 7th. Uh, the election is tomorrow, November 8th. That is midterm elections all throughout the country. I'm going to be speaking more from a Florida perspective, but a lot of these uh, things that I'm sharing is probably applicable in your home state. So uh, definitely check out the resources I'm going to drop in the links or in the body of the discussion, just to or the description, excuse me, just so you can get some ideas of where to go to find out what applicable laws apply in your state. So first off, number one, <laughs> I discovered that some folks did not realize that this past August and the election tomorrow are two separate elections. Yeah, kind of scary, but folks need to know. Just because you voted in August doesn't mean you don't have to vote in November. It's two completely different elections. So you voted in the primaries if you voted in August, and now that candidate that made it out the primaries is now going to be on the ballot in November. So you have to vote again to ensure that the person that you supported in August is now able to get into office. Or maybe you forgot to vote in August. No problem. You still get a shot this to go around. So these are two totally different elections. If you voted in August, you need to also vote in November. It's not like a one and done type scenario. So there's that. Um, in terms of voter turnout, um, got my handy dandy notes right here. Um, so in Miami-Dade County, um, at this point, which is, you know, totaling up all the folks that voted in person, early voted, or did their vote by mail ballot, dropped it off or mailed it, right? So of those folks, 180,000 of those folks that turned out to vote so far in Miami-Dade County are Republicans. 174,000 uh, were Democrats, 112,000 were no party affiliation, and that means that's about a 30% turnout in Miami-Dade County. Y'all, that's dismal. Sadly, that's where our numbers tend to hover, but low turnout is not a good thing, right? Low turnout tends to favor incumbents. It doesn't necessarily reflect the will of all the people. So I really encourage folks, if you haven't voted already, to go vote tomorrow. This is your last chance. You, you have to, if you're concerned about issues of um, women's right to choose, or people that give birth, their right to choose, um, concerned about LGBT rights, plus rights, if you're concerned about the economy, if you're concerned about how our tax dollars are being spent to fly undocumented migrants from Texas to Florida to then fly them to Martha's Vineyard just to prove a point, right? And that was how many millions of our tax dollars going towards that stunt, make no sense, those type of things, then you need to really raise your voice by way of going out and voting in the ballot box, right? Now, there are about 900,000 vote by mail ballots that are currently out there, like in people's houses um, that are mostly registered Democrat that haven't been returned. 
that's problematic. If you have your, your vote by mail ballot in your house, first of all, it shouldn't be in your house. It needs to be at the supervisors of elections office, right? But no worries. You're like, okay, it's Monday. I didn't do it. My bad. I'm sorry. Here are some things you can do if you have a vote by mail ballot that you have not submitted yet. Number one, you can submit it in person at the supervisor of elections office of your county. You can do that today, Monday, until I believe seven, but you have to double check. Again, I will share the links, double check what time the supervisor of elections office is open and will have a person there to be able to receive your ballot. But you can either drop it off at the supervisors of elections office, or a lot of folks don't know this, or you can go and vote at your designated precinct. So remember, election day voting is at your assigned precinct. It's not like early voting where you can go to any site and just cast your vote. You've got to go to your assigned precinct that's usually on your voter registration card. Again, you can check vote411.org to double check where your polling place is. But you, know, you have to put in your zip code and all that stuff. But you have to vote at your precinct now you have your vote by mail ballot still, you're like, oh crap, I want to vote. You can go to your designated polling place and surrender your vote by mail ballot and be like, no, I want to vote in person. I want to vote at the ballot box here. Cool. They will take your um, ballot, basically destroy it, make a note, and then you can go ahead and vote. So that is another option that's available to you as well. So there's that. Now for folks who, again, remember, it is too late to mail your vote by mail ballot. That that ship has sailed, right? Your ballot has to be received by 7 p.m. on election day, which means 7 p.m. Tuesday, November 8th, tomorrow. If it gets there 7.05, you're in trouble, which is why I say do not mail it, right? That's when if you want to drop it off in person at the supervisors of elections office, do that. If you want to surrender it and vote in person at your assigned precinct, you can do that. But for the love of all things that you value, do not put that ballot in the mail because that's basically throwing your vote away, right? Because it's never going to make it. So there's that. Now, if you are deciding to vote in person, a lot of folks like to wait till election day because, you know, there is an excitement about the day and all that. That's cool. Just be prepared with a few things. And I've, and I've got some notes to share. So first off, polls are open in Miami-Dade County from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. That might be the time frame around the state, but for sure in Miami-Dade County, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you are online to vote and you got there before 7 p.m., so you got online at 6.59, right? They can turn around and close the doors behind you, but they have to let you vote, right? So if you are in line before the polls close, you shall not be moved. You stay there until you get the opportunity to vote. So always remember that. Don't let anybody say, oh, we're closed. No, if you are there before the cutoff time, you have to be allowed to vote. So make sure to do that. Secondly, if for some reason you're voting and you realize as you're going through it, oh my gosh, I may have bubbled in two candidates on the same race, or I meant to pick somebody else, I made a mistake. You can ask the poll workers for another ballot. You are allowed to get another ballot to be able to correct your mistake. That's okay. They take the old one, they destroy it. So that way you're only voting once, but you are allowed to get another ballot if you made a mistake. So keep that in mind. Also, um, if for some reason you're at a polling place, a polling station, a voting place and precinct, 
and the machines go down, something happens, right? You do have the right to ask for a paper ballot, right? So again, keep in mind, it can't be like, oh, nothing's working here. So sorry, turning you away. Bye. No, 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 no. They have to give you a paper ballot. Um, if the poll worker who's checking you in for some reason says, oh, your name's not on the list. We can't find you here. Ask for a provisional ballot. Because basically what happens is that if they say, oh, we don't see your name and you walk out the door, that's it. You've lost your opportunity to be able to vote, right? Because you've probably got other things to do. You're not going to make it back to the your, your precinct or anything like that. So if that happens to you, ask for a provisional ballot. So that way you vote and then you have a couple days to be able to figure out with the supervisor of elections office, what went wrong, I'm registered, what's the problem? If it turns out you're not registered, if it turns out there's a problem, they can destroy the provisional ballot, right? But once you walk out of there, if you haven't voted, that's it, that ship has sailed. So that's why it's really important to ask for a provisional ballot if there's a problem. It preserves your ability to vote in this particular election. Um, okay. If you have any problems, if anything happens on election day, if let's say there's voter intimidation, because remember people that are supporting either a candidate or an issue, whatever, they can only be, they have to be 150 feet away from the polling place. So they can't come and like stalk you online and harass you and all that. They're not supposed to be able to do that. If you find out, like, for instance, there's some proud boys that have decided to become poll watchers here in Miami-Dade County. And, and yes, you know, they're able to do so, right? But somehow you're getting intimidated. They're making racist comments or this is what they do or whatever. You know, make sure to report that. And the way to report it is to call the election protection hotline, which is 1-866-OUR-VOTE. 1-866-OUR-VOTE, V-O-T-E. I'm going to drop that in the link as well, but that is the election protection hotline. I volunteered with them before. Pretty cool. They're nonpartisan. They're just about like making sure that folks have access to be able to vote. And if there's any problems, they will send people out on the ground to see what's happening, document, and then if there ends up being a legal challenge later on or something like that, they're able to participate that way. So make sure if there's any problems that you call that number and let them know what's going on. So there's that to keep in mind. If you are voting in person, remember to bring water, snacks, uh, make sure your battery on your phone is fully charged because depending where you are, your wait time might be long. So make sure that you're comfortable and you have what you need. Unfortunately, as a result of some of the bills that are laws that our legislature has passed, unfortunately, you know, groups can't give out water and snacks and things like that to people online, which is ridiculous. But be that as it may, it is what it is. This is what we're dealing with. This is the world we're living in. That's why it's important to vote. Um, but make sure to come prepared with everything you need. Bring a book. If you see the lines might be super long, um, you know, grab a, a, a lawn chair or something. So you, if you you know want to be able to sit down, you can do that. Um, most of the time you can check online what the wait times are at different precincts. But again, with the 30% turnout, I don't see that line's going to be that insane, but again, come prepared. It's better to have it and don't, don't need it than to need it and not have it. So old Papa P saying, but anyway, so there you have that. So big election tomorrow. What's on the ballot? Uh, the governor's race is on the ballot. 
Um, I make no secret about the fact that I'm team Crest for a number of reasons, most importantly for, you know, women's right to choose. Um, and just to kind of talk about that for two seconds, not going to go super deep on that, but you know, the reality is in Florida, they have passed a 15 week abortion ban, which means you cannot get an abortion after 15 weeks. Uh, the medically safe time frame is up to 24 months. Um, so, I mean, sorry, 24 weeks, not 24 months. Eh clearly not a person giving birth, but uh, 15 weeks is where it is now. The legal uh, cutoff was 24 weeks, and that is still the law in, in about half the country. But we're at 15 weeks. Trust and believe that in this next legislative session, they're going to try and advance a bill to get six weeks. Six weeks has been on the table for as many legislative sessions as I can remember. So, I mean... They were doing that when there was no precedent and when Roe v. Wade was still the law of the land. Now that it's not, that six weeks is coming. So keep this in mind when you're going to vote. And when we're talking about the right to choose, October was Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I want folks to kind of think about choice in terms of domestic violence survivors. Because it's a whole lot harder to leave a marriage if you've got multiple kids. Many times you'll go to a domestic violence shelter where, you know, people are being housed as a result of fleeing these types of relationships. But there might be age restrictions, especially if you have a male child, you know, so there's all of these different issues that make it harder for you to leave. So that's why choice is so important for people that are in domestic violence relationships, because at least they have an option to, you know what, let me terminate this pregnancy because women are or people that give birth are much more likely to face violence and be killed by their partners while pregnant. They are very vulnerable because they're in that state. And of course, the partner knows this. And what do abusers do? They manipulate. They play on your feelings. They, you know, play on the fact that you're concerned about your child. So any threat becomes that much more amplified, right? So if you, you know, you're a person that's in this abusive relationship and you're like, I cannot have another child with this person, you need to have the ability to be able to make that decision and then eventually get yourself in a position to be able to leave. Also, another part of this that people don't think about is that sexual assault occurs in marriages. Okay, I should have trigger warning this a while ago and, and my apologies for that. So if folks need to check out for a second and come back for the rest of the voting info, totally cool. Self-care, you know, it, it is a lot. But it is not uncommon to see sexual assault between married partners as part of this control and violence and intimidation. And so again, when you think about people that survive sexual assault and they not having the ability to be able to make a choice that they don't want to carry their their you know rapist baby you know all all of these things are aspects to consider when voting and making sure that we're voting for people that at least give you the choice all right abortion is not for everyone that's fine but that's why it's a choice. You make a choice to be either A, to terminate a pregnancy or B, to move forward. And everyone has to have that option. So there's that. So governor's race is on the ballot. Um, the U.S. Senate race is on the ballot. Val Demings versus Marco Rubio. Again, no shocker there who I'm supporting. Um, and especially in light of 
the moral lies that this man told regarding the assault that happened in Hialeah. Allegedly, he said somebody who was out there canvassing for him, who, by the way, has long white extremist ties. And, you know, there's pictures of him charging people with the Confederate flag. That's the dude you really want in your campaign. But OK, he ends up getting his behind beaten Hialeah by somebody. There's a lot of questions as to what led to it, but, you know, Senator Rubio came out and said that this was politically motivated and that he was attacked because he was a Republican. First of all, he was attacked in Hialeah. Hialeah is pretty reliably Republican. Okay. So yeah, that right there, the story doesn't hold water. But secondly, the mother of the defendant came out and was like, listen, my kid does not care about politics, right? Like, so he's like, it, it could have been for any other reason. But it wasn't politics. It could have been anything else. And, you know, to the mom's credit, she's like, listen, I ain't bailing him out. I'm not going to visit him. I've spoken to him. But and he's got to face accountability for what he did. But I can assure you it may have been over something else, but it certainly wasn't over politics. So do we really want to elect somebody who just loves to stay out here lying for another six years because Senate terms are six years? Do we want to basically send somebody back up to D.C. who is hiring white extremists? Like, really? That, that That's the world we're living in now? Okay. Another reason why folks need to vote. There are a lot of state reps that are on the ballot as well as state senators. I have in my feed all of my recommendations. I co-sign a lot of the other progressive groups and, and their uh, ballot picks and candidate picks. So definitely check that out. Also, um, before you go vote, go on vote. 411.org and take a look at the sample ballot. So that way, when you get into the ballot box, you already know what you're voting for on who you're voting for, and you can get in and out that much faster, right? And there's nothing worse than trying to stand there and read all the ballot initiatives and the constitutional amendments. And you're, you know, you're like, but I don't understand this word and this seems contradictory and it is, it's confusing as all get out, right? So that's why it's really important to research that before you go. So you're not there just like, either skipping over it or just bubbling in whatever because you just don't know you know what to vote for right so do that research beforehand and that'll make your election day a whole lot faster also another thing to keep in mind if you're out there at the uh, at your polling place at your precinct and somebody approaches you and it's like hey did you vote and or or, or who are you going to vote for or who did you vote for that ain't nobody's business, right? I actually had a candidate approach me when I dropped off, my, my husband and I dropped off our ballots this weekend. And, you know, this person was like, oh, you know, did you vote for me and da, da, da. And I was like, you know, I was cute about it. I was like, well, you know, like, the answer was really no. But I'm like, oh, you know, that's a secret. Like, you can't come out here and ask people who they voted for. Like, that's the reason why it's a secret ballot, because it ain't your business. Right. So, you know, I mean, he, he had a good pitch of what he wanted to get across and that's all well and good. But again, you shouldn't be coming up asking people, you know, who they voted for and this and that, you know, or, hey, you know, I hope you voted for me, but tell your friends X, Y, Z. That is an OK message. But to say, like, who would you vote for? Yeah, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. And so if somebody approaches you and asks that, you can tell them it's none of their business because it really isn't. It just all depends how nice you want to be about it. But no matter what, it is not their business and no one is entitled to know who you voted for, why you voted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to share that information, that is up to you. 
All right, so that's the deal. Right now, it looks like Republicans have the edge in turnout. Um, we'll see what happens on election day. Traditionally, Republicans like to turn out more in person on the day. But again, this is strange times, interesting times. Anything is possible. So we will see when the polls close 7 p.m. tomorrow where we're at as a state, as a county, as a country, like lots of questions. So there you have it. If y'all have questions, comments, whatever, make sure to drop that in the comments. I'll loop back through and answer folks as as, I, as quickly as I can. Um, just make sure to go out and vote, like, comment, share this video with others so that they know there's resources out there to be able to help them make a good decision tomorrow. But at the end of the day, just remember to vote your values and be true to yourself. All right, y'all. So that's it. So next week is going to be a recap of the races that were won and lost this week. A little bit of a postmortem as to how the elections went. And then uh, we'll probably have one more show and then I'm going on a holiday hiatus. So uh, basically from Thanksgiving until New Year's, I will not, there will be no Mondays with Melba, but we will be back in January, of course, for uh, Dr. King Day, as I always love to pay homage to him being one of the most amazing activists and role models out there. Uh, but also going to make sure to bring back Cheryl Francis to talk about getting your finances right for the new year. So that's kind of in the world of what's happening with Mondays with Melba. But regardless, thank you all for your support and for tuning in. Remember to vote. Each one, teach one, tell your friends, tell your family, make sure they have voted because there's too much on the line. Take good care. Bye.